0: Every year at Barton Academy, students, faculty, and staff depart the campus for a two-week winter break. But there are always an unfortunate few who have nowhere to go for the holidays. They're known as the holdovers.
1: Mr. Hundam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? Yeah, that's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle
0: it, Tully. You just earned yourself a detention, sir. He
1: here with you is already one big detention. Son of a bitch, that's another detention. Do you think I want to be babysitting you? No, I was praying your mother would pick up the phone or your father would arrive in a helicopter or a flying saucer. My father's to take your...
0: dead. Da, da da da
2: da 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 You sound insane. You
1: realize that? Oh,
0: yeah. The whole world got crazy! Is Ladies it's showtime. That's
1: right. Welcome back in, man fam. Rounding out 2023. We still got a ton of movies to talk about. Believe it or not, I'm Kent. Joined by Richard and Brian, as always. Fellas, how we doing? How's your December shaping up?
2: At least I have Here. reason to believe that this year will be better than the last, but the-
1: it is. It's extremely long December.
2: Yeah. Well, Feels like hospitals in winter, man.
1: (laughs) We're finally getting around to talking about a movie uh, that's been out for a long time. It was a really good movie weekend for me. I don't know about you fellas, but uh, this was the only movie I saw. And, uh, you know, it's been a good, it feels like, second half of 2023. Any thoughts on that before we dive into the movies?
0: Yeah, you know I, uh, I keep a letterbox, and I you know keep track of my movies through the course of the year, and I also have a wait list or a watch list, excuse me, on there. <laughs> and I I don't put, I typically don't put stuff on there like way far in advance. You know, I kind of go a couple months at a time, and it's it, for me, it's more about keeping track of the movies that I haven't that have already come out that I haven't seen yet. You know. Uh, especially with all the streamers and things like that. It's it's pretty easy, I think, at this point to to kind of forget about some of these random movies and maybe I want to get to them at some point, just haven't yet. But I went ahead a couple of days ago and looked at the rest of the movie calendar pretty much from here to to, to the end of the year and added all those movies in. And it's just like, gosh, this is this is a daunting task. There's gonna be there's probably 40 movies that I in theory would like to watch before the end of the year or certainly before we do our uh our end of year rankings and it towards the end of january that haven't been available to me until this very moment or or still are not available yet you know maestro came out today limited so if you're in minneapolis st paul you can go see maestro now
2: Um, they all are (laughs) but you know those indie theaters are a little spendy though you know, $11 <laughs> for a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh okay. Gosh. I got an, that's almost, I mean, I got the ad tier on Netflix. So <laughs> you guys watching the new Ted Lasso?
1: I'm uh, not to Ted Lasso. Uh, funny. I should Fargo? say Fargo, Fargo, uh,
0: new Fargo. I am. Yeah. I'm like yeah. three episodes in. It's, I haven't started yet. I'm excited. It's nice man. It's a good. Return. Well, there's uh, only Temple's been great. three,
1: Brian, so you're all caught up, completionist. <laughs> oh, just am I? Worry. For real? Yeah. I, think,
0: I thought I was at least one behind. Okay, uh, there cool.
1: was one, I think, today or something. But... Okay.
0: All right. Well, we're more caught up than, than I thought we were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good return. Uh, that might be might be my weekly recommend. I don't know, I might have something else. Juno Temple's great. Oh, I said I Ted Lasso, not... yeah,
1: because of Juno Temple. I've, yeah. I, I just, yeah. It just reminded me of her accent. It's yeah. Great, yeah. great in it. I was
2: like, it's wow, great she's nailing it. this. For sure. My my SNL audition is going to be my uh Twin Cities resident, uh, that's really cheap and Lutheran, but is extremely up on indie sim- cinema because they have all the movies. <laughs> it's One kinda-
1: of um right. the great things about this season of Fargo though, and each season is is a new story, so like if yeah. you've never seen Fargo, you can just start with this season. Right. And you're not gonna. You
0: should go anything. watch season one and season two, but yeah. you do not need to feel like you need yeah, to watch totally. four seasons. They're all self-contained
1: in to, stories to in each this. season. Yeah. yeah for sure. So it's it's not only great that she's nailing the accent, but also maybe more great that John Ham John Ham isn't even attempting the accent.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, just yeah, can't
1: do like, it. They no, on it. That's just, fine. Just John normal John Ham voice. <laughs> yeah. Cop yeah. in North Dakota. <laughs> I love it. Let's dig in to the holdovers. Alexander Payne returns to cinemas. Feels like we haven't talked a lot about him on the show. I know we haven't talked about uh, a lot of his movies. If I know we've probably talked about him in passing, but definitely haven't done a lot of reviews or discussions around his movies. And so this one comes to us. With Paul Giamatti back, teaming up with Alexander Payne again, really cool to see that. Uh, see anyone wanting to work with Paul Giamatti again is is cool. Uh, so, love to see that. Getting a lot of buzz. So I had high mm. expectations for this, and uh, just general thoughts from me: loved this movie, loved uh, how it was shot, loved the script. Love the performances. I mean, this was one of the better movies of the year. And never would have expected that uh, on paper, but here we are. Yeah, It was uh, among the strongest, if not the strongest, in my opinion, Alexander Payne movies. He's got a lot of strong ones, looking at mm. the filmography. He doesn't miss a lot. And it's touching. It's funny. It's sad. It's heartwarming. It's all these things. I mean, it's got mm-hmm. Christmas tones to it. So it's kind of got a Christmas movie element and I could just picture Brian sobbing the entire time <laughs> and just, just blubbering <laughs> watching this movie. And so that made it uh very funny for me too, but loved this movie. I'll pass it off to you, Brian on that note.
0: Yeah. You know, this was my weekly recommend last week. Um, and I, it wasn't sure I knew we would get an episode in on it at some point, but wasn't sure um, exactly when. And uh, so I'm glad we're doing it now. Cause it's, it's, it's pretty fresh on my mind. Yeah, this is, this was great. I, Alexander Payne is, is such an interesting director cause I think he's very, very, very good. He has misses like everybody does. It happens. Um, I hate sideways so much. I hate mm-hmm. that movie. And I haven't seen it in a really long time. So maybe 40 year old me would, would, Respected in a way that 25-year-old that me was not interested at all. Uh, but I loved Election. I loved The Descendants. I loved Nebraska. Downsizing with one of the weirdest movie oh, experiences. I was of all so time.
2: excited to it. To it. <laughs> Just
0: so odd, man. Such an odd thing. I thought about that movie, la- I think, last weekend. Yeah, it was the weekend after um, after Thanksgiving because – we do a like a preacher swap every year for that week. Like the Sunday after Thanksgiving, our preacher goes and preaches at another church and and their preacher comes over and and preaches at ours. And he's he's really good. And I was in the theater. He and I know each other, but we not enough to where like, if I went up to him, he'd be like, Oh yeah, kind of recognize, you know what I mean? We wouldn't be on first name uh, basis or anything. He happened to be in the theater that I was seeing downsizing in. And I was just, giggling to myself and my, Lindsay and I both just kind of laughing of him watching this very strange kind of wheels off movie with his wife. And he just kept turning to being like, what's happening? Like he couldn't, he just couldn't wrap his mind around. Why are we watching this movie? Why did this movie get made? And it ended and he just goes, that's the weirdest freaking movie I've ever seen in my life. It was such a funny, <laughs> just random little interesting. Yeah. Downsizing is such a strange. Such a strange movie, and by the way, that was six years ago. This is a long time. Wow, um, between movies for
2: we've been doing this show a long time. (laughs)
0: When I I went back and started
1: going going back and thinking about this movie uh, before seeing it, I was like, surely he's had one between downsizing and now. Like, there's one I'm missing. Like, I definitely remember one. It was almost a Mandela effect thing. Like, what? There's nothing. I thought there was like like one kind of weird, like didn't didn't really catch on kind of movie. In between there and there, there was nothing, so I felt yeah, I felt awful. And it's so funny you say that, Brian, because over Thanksgiving weekend, I can't remember who it was, but we were at some family gathering, and somebody said, "Oh yeah, you know, we just watched Downsizing," (laughs) and it became a topic of conversation on my at my Thanksgiving uh, festivities (laughs) as well. Isn't that just the most random movie that to for us to just be talking about?
0: Like I can imagine. Damon getting that script and being like, "This isn't. This doesn't make any sense. This isn't a good. This isn't a good script." I I will. I don't understand it. I will defend then,
1: downsizing. I'll defend the whole idea of doing it. the The signing on to do it. I think there's there's enough that's kind there. Of my point. Yeah, but the execution like, or like the the end yeah. product isn't doesn't lead to like what. I think was on paper and what was in everyone's mind. Well, and like, it even, just doesn't work sometimes.
0: I would even say like, even if it's not on paper, I, I, I would I absolutely like, I, I have no Damon. Like there's no, like you, I guess my point is when he gets that script, he's like, I don't really see it, but like it's Alexander Payne. We're going to figure this out. Right. And I have to imagine even Payne was, always was like, yeah, I wrote the script. We'll it'll come together. We'll figure it out. Like, we'll just put it together. And then, Nothing clicks, and that, I didn't even think that movie's that bad. It's just like it's not good, and it's mm-hmm. so odd. And he had only done good stuff like four movies in a row, too.
1: Yeah, it was the it, concept it, it alone. It was the entire concept of you shrink yourself down, and your net worth immediately becomes a hundred <laughs> times because you can buy a bag of chips, and it'll last you a year or whatever it is. You know, when you're sure. that small. So that was the entire premise of the movie it was never better than just the premise they that's all they had to sure. offer was like this premise would you do this this is weird look at this process they have to go mm-hmm. through look at the the tiny places they live that's it that's all it had to offer but i think on that alone i think that's why they
0: yeah did it I, again i don't blame anybody for doing that movie or or making that right. movie. it just didn't <laughs> excuse me it didn't come together remember the like uh yeah, there was just some
2: Christoph Waltz is in that, man. He's a big yeah. part of it. Yeah. Way too
1: long. It should have been a 90-minute kind of quirky, you know, blast from the past kind of feel to it. It was just a very lighthearted, and Alexander Payne's not the guy to make that movie.
2: Yeah. And
1: so I think...
2: It's very yeah, uh, Adam McKay-ish. It's like an Adam- Yes. <laughs> in good and bad ways, for sure.
1: I'll ask it off to you, Richard. What are your thoughts on... Yeah. On Alexander
2: Payne in general and this movie yeah. in general. Uh, I'm so funny. Very similar to Brian, but one quirk. I like Sideways. I'm like weird. Same. That I feel like people either hate it or love it. I like it. So I I'm think like, I yeah. like
1: it because I saw it in the theater when it first came out. Yeah. And it was one of the first, it was one of those situations where like, oh, everything else is sold out. So we'll go see this.
2: Yeah. the And
1: it was one. Of, yeah. That along with I think it was Life Aquatic It came out, out around the same time. Yeah. It's one of the first like non Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler comedies that
2: I had ever seen. And so
1: yeah. I guess it's eye-opening from that standpoint
2: for me. But I also have the one I hate too, like Brian. I don't like election at all. I don't know why. I've tried to click with that movie a hundred times. I don't like it. Um, so exactly what you have, Brian. Just we have the like inverted uh setup. I love love uh Love Descendants, love Nebraska, love, you know, so many of his other uh yeah, so many of the other film other than other than downsizing. So I haven't seen Citizen Ruth. Uh, but I like about Schmidt a lot too. That's a that's a mm-hmm. yeah. uh, interesting movie. So um yeah, this one kind of and but I will say when we talk about this movie, I am so I mean <laughs> it man, I've got two things to say on this. If you were to say what's your favorite genre of anything, it probably I you know. All right, let me step back. There's this little, I have Sirius XM radio right now. I did like the three month promo. So I'm gonna listen to a lot of Sirius XM radio. And uh, John Mayer has a station yeah, gonna, on there now. I knew you were gonna talk about this. <laughs> I was okay, gonna say, so John Mayer station, you've been listening to this? John Mayer's. I haven't, I haven't listened to it, but they do ads on all the other stuff. Oh. And I'm not against, I just haven't yet, whatever. And the concept of the station is kind of interesting. And the ad's really good. It's, it's him talking and he says, uh, you know, we think about genres wrong genres aren't um rock and roll or rap or you know soul genres are getting ready for work and and <laughs> sure. chilling out on a saturday night with a date and you know whatever it is you know all these kind of and it's kind of i think it's a really interesting way to think about music is that we've kind of gone now so many we've all been exposed to so many different types of music so when I want to get ready for work, it might be a little hip hop. It might be a little metal. It might, you know, it might be, it's all upbeat, but it's different, you know. So the, the whole idea is let's rethink what, it, what genres mean. And that's the station. It's, the station is supposed to follow you throughout your day. It's called like life or something, right? So, okay, to set, that sets up my next point. My When you talk about genre of literature, film, whatever, I could say drama or comedy. My My choice would probably, if I was being honest, would probably be boarding school. I'm in. <laughs> on anything. Any right, novel, yeah, it's a good, anything at an a boarding yeah, school. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm like already, I already like it. You have to work against it for me to dislike <laughs> same. it. Yeah. yeah. Kent like missed Harry Potter, right? Not dunking on Kent like we did the whole Harry Potter retrospect, whatever. The main reason I like Harry Potter is not the wizardry, it's that the boarding school. <laughs> Explains why you like X-Men so much too, I guess. Yeah. Love X-Men. That's probably yeah, it's a great one, Kent. Great call. I was just talking about X-Men earlier with my wife that I like X-Men. She was like, You're not a comic book person. I was like, I know, but I like the X-Men. That's (laughs) totally it. I like board I just like boarding school. Kingsley Amos has a book called Lucky Jim, one of my favorite novels ever. I'm looking at it on my shelf right now. It's out of boarding school. I love (laughs) I love boarding school. And explains so much. It does. It really does.
1: (laughs) Brian, what made this go from just a movie that you needed to watch to fill out the the list two and one you would recommend on the show
0: yeah a couple things there's there's three really great performances here um in paul giamatti obviously yeah giamatti occupies this really kind of odd space for me interesting movie
2: for brian to talk
0: about for sure yeah we're like i don't i would never tell i'll be honest with you i i I mean i joke around all the time about how I, i think he looks like he smells bad and then there's a joke about that in the movie, which is funny, but, um, he's a great actor who I'm never excited about ever. Like I'm yeah. never being like, man, I can't wait for the new Giamatti. There's probably other actors that occupy that same space. I just, I don't get juiced for, for, uh, a Giamatti movie, a Giamatti joint, if you will. But then every, pretty much every single time it's a great performance as long as he's not the rhino, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, uh. He's a very, very, very good actor. Like one of the best actors of his of his era. Um, and I I don't know. It, it, it's definitely me that's wrong when I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. Man. I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not that that excited yeah. about. It. He's he's great. He's great in this. He's a shoe in for an Oscar nomination. I I'll be interested to see what the odds are once that's actually announced. You know, because um, he's he's got a real chance of of winning, it and and he'll deserve it if he does. He's it's very very good. Um, I think Dominic Sessa, who I don't think I've ever seen in a movie before. I had yeah. incredible job of of personifying um both sides of that character and the personality there, you know, the the he's obviously very insecure about himself and so that that turns into um you know, acting out and and making, you know, making himself kind of a nuisance to everybody around him. But the turn on that character when we get into spoilers is oof, is Heartbreaking and really touching and great. And then uh, Divine Joy Randolph, who I've seen a time or two, but has never has never been like a major standout part of it. She also uh, right now is an odds-on favorite to get an Oscar nomination. And uh, there are parts. I think at the end of it, I came out on Giamatti is the best. Has the best performance in this movie. There were definitely moments through the course of it that I was like, nope, it's it's her. She's she's better. She is having a better performance than than paul giamatti is um so that's i mean gosh it was it's so good when they go to boston and i don't i don't want to get spoilery at this point but i will just say when when the movie transitions from the boarding school to boston i think it just cranks up a notch and it was like this is a very good movie and then all of a sudden um in that moment and for the rest of its run it becomes a great movie and i love that too i love when a movie is like you're comfortable you're enjoying this this is really good right awesome and but we have another level to go to and man i i always appreciate when a movie can pull that off it's a really really strong entry for this year yeah
1: the definitely felt that for me too it felt like two different styles it's to me the first half really felt John Hughes, inspired, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you and
0: then it's Mike Nicholsy, isn't it? Like yeah. it becomes a Mike Nichols movie at a certain point, and or it's,
1: Alexander Payne movie. I mean, yeah, exactly, these road yeah. trip movies <laughs> yeah. all the time, yeah. right? So I think it's a lot of influences. Isn't this a? Wasn't this a movie already? A French movie or a play or something that this was kind of adapted from? I think I don't know. That might be That's a good question. Might be think, true, um, but yeah, this is. Um, Definitely a really cool to see Giamatti do like a leading role again in this capacity because mm-hmm. he always seems to be like second or. It was third not. It was originally
2: it's going to be a TV pilot that uh, Alexander Payne commissioned, but it was based on the movie *Moulin from 1935. Okay, um, there you go.
1: That's what I'm thinking of.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he kind of got to write the first episode of a pilot and it kind of became a movie. Sorry, just got in there. This but. would be
1: an interesting uh, miniseries too. The title so was it, very uh,
2: TV showy. Oh, look, it's based on uh... – oh, never mind. It, never mind. Pardon me.
1: What Sorry. did you think about the way that this was shot, the way it looked, the 70s, the way it was set? It definitely had a very distinct uh, vision in that front. I mean, all the way to the opening credits being the old school <laughs> rated R and old sc- – I think they had a Focus Features logo that was uh, – I'd never seen before with yeah, this 70s vintage – I, lo- I liked all of that stuff to set the tone. I think a lot of filmmakers take for granted the way opening credits can set a tone or really elevate the material. And this is a cool example of that. I, I understand this was shot with Ari, Alexa's, but it uh, looked like it was run through, printed on film and you know, run through the process to do that. It didn't look like can't remember the movie we talked about earlier this year where I was complaining that they just ran the grain filter <laughs> over the entire movie. It, mm, it might have mm. been uh, a few months ago, The Creator or something like that. Uh, this looks, had a way better aesthetic to it. It had a very timeless quality and loved the soundtrack too. This kind of Dave Brubeck jazz yeah. score yeah. was was excellent and really elevated the material as well so what do you guys think about just the uh aside from the performances the rest of the movie side of it
2: yeah i thought you know i thought this was fantastic script i thought it was it was really it took turns i didn't expect there were characters there that were kind of juxtaposed against each other you know there's the classic you know the classic classic classics teacher um by the way i'm thinking about opening up a barden academy um, not just Barton Academy can't have that in the in the student the rebel student whatever. But there's there's the thing that makes this interesting is I think Mary Lamb you know the the divine Joy Randolph character mm-hmm. that adds this whole other whole other variable to it. And, and and then you add like Vietnam is like kind of another character in this movie yeah. and is definitely affecting people's motives and and uh, behavior at large. So like it's this could have been a simpler movie and been fine but there's these kind of kinetic other characters and turns that this thing makes um that make it exciting you know it it, i want to say like it inflates it a bit to makes it a bit too long because i know it's over two hours but it it all feels true to it and and makes it exciting because you kind of these turns keep having this is a very plot-driven film this isn't a hangout movie even though these characters are kind of stuck together it's very much plot-driven but it, it really kept, for me, almost almost felt like watching a bit of a thriller where there's kind of these different things I'm guessing and different people's motivations and how other everyone's going to react and at some point come to some kind of um, climax together. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah,
1: that's a good point. And which of the three, Brian, affected you the most of the three main holdovers, Mary, uh, Paul, Paul Giamatti's character and Angus, they each have their own. Yeah, unique struggles. Mary's with her son, you know, passing in Vietnam. Angus with his family, kind of abandoning them there, and then Paul just trying to deal with being this professor for thirty years at this place where no one really likes him, and he has no other life but this place. And uh, And which of those affected you the most in a
0: way too? Yeah, and Um, a
1: and a aspect of the movie that they don't really harp on, which could have been his entire character, is that he's an alcoholic. And yeah. uh, you know they have times where he's drinking, but he's not like this angry, horrible. Like that's who he is, type of right. person. It's, it's just kind of something you can tell. Alcoholic. It's yeah, you can. Right. It's not a caricature right. of that. It's like you could tell it's something that he's not proud of, but yeah. it, but it's a part of his life. And I liked I liked the way they played that.
0: I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the best parts of this performance is the kind of subtlety to. And that's some of that's writing and directing too. To be to be clear, like subtlety to, to all of these uh, yeah. struggles.
1: I mean, yeah. Mary. The scene that kind of broke me was Mary, and there's no dialogue in it. It's just yeah. music, and it yeah. shot. You know what I'm talking this about? Killed me.
0: Yeah, it's uh-huh. where she's yeah.
1: handing off the baby stuff to yeah. her friend.
0: Yeah, to, to you. You don't sister. have to say yeah. anything. Yeah.
1: It's her walking in the house and just handing off these like bottles and clothes right. and yeah. hugging her friend and and you know it's like oh man that is just
0: yeah that's awful. her her unpacking that box of, of yeah. his like and taking his his yes. her we're, we're fully in spoilers at this point so you know go see the movie um unpacking the the baby items from her son who died in vietnam so that she can give her sister these items sister sorry i said friend yeah either way but it, it's that is a um that was a. It's a perfect scene. It did. It, it 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 got an audible, probably I would guess an audible sob for me just sitting in my office watching because mm-hmm. it was just such a touching, ugly, <laughs> heartfelt moment with no dialogue and just like you can, you you get all that you that you need um, without any dialogue, without anything really even happening other than this just kind of quick moment um, on screen. Giamatti's like the the alcoholic thing be- should have be could have so easily become like <laughs> like um like Jerry West in the terrible Showtime show or whatever you know or just like becomes a crazy I feel like a lot of times <laughs> the like Lakers shows times, yes yeah 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 a lot of times alcoholics on screen are either um like just raging mean terrible right. yelly people or it goes the opposite way stars it,
1: born where you're peeing yourself yeah and,
0: yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it, we're, we're, like it becomes the um like well he's the life of the party but only when he drinks you know that kind of <laughs> right. thing and it, it's like a c story of his own life is like he here's all these things that he's struggling with um which are he's clearly always felt insecure he has he has the the eye going on which is a they use that really. I mean, it's a very funny bit that that they call attention to a couple of times. There, um, he is a fraud because he did not actually even graduate from college, and he's teaching at this pre- pre- uh, prestigious boarding school. Um, it's it's like the fourth or fifth thing down the list is like, oh, by the way, also he's an alcoholic, and you're we're not really going to draw attention to that except that there are frequent stops to a liquor store, or he orders a double gym beam at dinner, or you know, all these little things right. that you get a hint of it's a very subtle thing instead of like this guy's a raging alcoholic it's just it's really really strong um on, on that part i think the scene that got me the most because it, it did take me by surprise um is is angus seeing his dad again in in the the mental institute um because they've set you up and in hindsight i was like i probably should have seen that coming but i didn't They'd set you up for your, his dad is dead and no, it, he's not. He's, he's just, he went, he went crazy and he's in an asylum. And so the moment where Angus sits down with his dad and he's smiling and his dad is smiling at him and he like, he presents his dad with like, I'm doing really well in class and blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. And his dad breaks his heart with like they're poisoning me or they're you know all these little things and just immediately shows that he's he's crazy and he can't really (laughs) that's a really hard um sad affecting moment and it kind of is very sobering um to this this whole thing because this is a really funny movie in a lot of places and and then you have like all of these characters have like really rough moments on screen that that kind of like bring you back to like god this is this is kind of a drama too right it's such (laughs) a sudden
1: change for archie to i mean for the audience because you know i think giamatti says right as they're going as they're pulling up he goes yeah we can go to a cemetery and then it cuts to them at the place Uh it's like wow this this whole time you think it's Something he can deal with, and then you're seeing this guy face to face, and right. you don't realize it's this, you know, mental issue. And gosh, that that was unexpected, but extremely affecting. And even more affecting was the speech that they have at dinner that Giamatti gives him at dinner about you're you're not your father. Yeah, that killed was me too. oh was like, gosh, oh, gosh. So let's keep it fully in spoilers now they get back from boston and the parents find out oh you took him to see his dad we don't love that we're taking him out of this school and mm-hmm. that's when giamatti kind of has the oscar moment yeah. the character building moment the full arc of the story loved it and loved the way they kind of kept a lot of it ambiguous too about what's said where they show kind of the first part of the conversation. And then it just cuts them in the, in the, on the hallway as Giamatti walks out and you just kind of don't know what fully was said, but it's obvious what was said because he ends up leaving the school, which is like, uh, you know, another, I saw, I saw saw the trailer for this. I was like, Oh, this is definitely going to be like a, I'm going to adopt him. (laughs) type of story at the end like that's what i thought it was gonna be and it wasn't really that but it kind of was in some ways it was more like uh we're all just bonded for life rather than i am your father now (laughs) type of thing and so i i appreciated that and the moment at the end too that got me was when giamatti is driving away and kind of takes the swig of the alcohol and then spits it out
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. where it's
1: like I'm not fully out on changing but I'm taking steps toward that which I yeah. thought was a cool subtle little moment from Pain too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of subtlety to this and and mm-hmm. that's a term that I think it's it gets thrown around pretty pretty easily in in uh you know movie reviews and things like that. And and a lot of t- a lot of times we at least I do this. I I think sometimes when I when I say something is subtle um, it's sort of like a cover for me trying to figure out what to say, you know. And this, but this is when we really know. This is like a very subtly brilliant film. Like these characters mm-hmm. are all so well structured and written, and then the acting on top of them is is magnificent. It's it's it's
1: subtle so because it's so. Ways. It's subtle because it's so funny to me. Like there's yeah. several laugh out loud moments yeah. in the movie. Yeah. The one that really got me. Well, Jim Adi, the way he talked in the movie, I thought was really funny, mm-hmm. and um, he had a couple of really funny lines. I wrote them down here. Um, hormonal Vulgarian. I liked that term he used. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. start using that. You're a hair's breath from suspension. Mm-hmm. These <laughs> it reminded me like if Wes Anderson had this exact script, it would be a Wes Anderson movie, would it not? Sure. It has Good all turn. the elements of a Wes Anderson movie. It has the dialogue. It has the the arcs, all the same kind of relationship drama that plays out in a Wes Anderson movie, but it was shot by Alexander Payne and directed by Alexander Payne, which I found interesting, too. It has you know, kind of a Rushmore feel to it. I'm Definitely. sure it was inspired yeah. by Rushmore. And the thing that killed me at the end was the really douchey kid from the prep school. Uh-huh. When Giamatti's leaving the school, he was like, I heard he was bent over the toilet, gurgling turds. <laughs> gurgling turds. Yeah, I had him. never heard. <laughs> bent? You know how these kids just make up insane stories about their teachers that have no, that are no, based in the... I heard he was bent over the toilet, gurgling turds. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, there's, there's some good good stuff in here uh, from a yeah. Kent Garrison stuff. sense of humor standpoint. So I, uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Anything else? Any observations? Favorite favorite scenes? Well, anything like that you want to touch on before is, we grade it, it out? The music
2: and everything. Is it a Christmas yeah. movie going forward?
1: Yeah, um, I think it is. I mean, it's the entire basis of the movie is that it's Christmas and right. they're stuck there. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, I think it and they have a Christmas, they Certainly exchange Christmas gifts, Jesus, they get a Christmas
2: tree, yeah. you know. Always looking for Christmas movies I like. So yes. There's you not know.
1: like, mm-hmm. I think I like that about it too. It does make it like you could watch this anytime, and it wouldn't feel as Christmassy. I think that does benefit the rewatchability of it. But yeah, it's not littered with Burl Live songs. Uh, so it makes it a little less Christmassy, but not sure. totally un-Christmassy.
0: Yeah. At least Christmas adjacent. So that's good enough.
1: Where will Simmons rank this in the top Boston movies of 2023? (laughs) I look forward to his list every year Mm -hmm. of that. I'm going to rank this. I mean, I'm going to grade this one. It's one of the best movies I've seen this year.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Probably an A+. How about you, Brian? Yeah, it's an A-plus for me. I, I, for the moment, slotted it. Uh, number two right between Oppenheimer and Barbie. So there's still a lot of uh, Oscar-y and, uh, Oscar and Oscary movies and the, the kind of movies that typically end up finding a couple spots and in, in the top 10 for me. Um, but this feels like a very secure top five at the least movie this year. It was I'm not going to be happy if this one wins like a lot of awards come come award season it's it's really really it's so much i was expecting it to be good and it was so much better than that so that's uh, that that always always like to walk away from moving man i anticipated that a lot and still it was it was it was great so love this how about you rb
2: yeah a plus for me uh one of my two mo- favorite movies of the year right right there with you so so loved it oh hopefully uh yeah as always i always say i hope uh that this ends up my tenth favorite movie of the year that we get a lot of good stuff. But sure, I, I can't sure. imagine that it would because it's so so good. Right.
1: And I think he does a great job with actors. I think that's he does. I mean, these felt like real people to me. I think that's probably the best compliment I can give a director. <laughs> a great
2: scout by find the kid to play Angus, man. Oh, he was mm-hmm.
1: incredible. Yeah. He was very good. He was totally believable as as Angus. First movie. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, let's move on. Before we get out of here, let's hit a weekly recommend.
0: Weekly
2: recommends.
1: What have you got for us this week, Brian?
0: Um, okay, I could do Fargo, but we we talked about that a little bit at the outset, so I'll, I'll I'll leave that one alone. Um, but it is is certainly a nice return to form. I I don't think I finished season four last year, and I was really pumped for that. Just didn't have the or maybe two years ago, whenever that came out. Uh, yeah. Fargo season five is really good. Um, I'll I'll give you something that's like kind of, kind of random, but, but is, has this kind of early seventies vibe. Uh, I recommended a few weeks ago for all mankind, the Apple plus show, uh, sort of like alternative space race history, which I, I love that's in season four now. And it's man, it's good. I'm, I'm that's, besides the bear, that might be my favorite show of, of the year come, come into the year. I've, I've loved binging that, um, in season three. Well, in season two of that show, they used, uh, a lot of good needle, needle drops in, in the show. Overall, they used Elvis's don't be cruel really effectively in season two. And then in season three, they came back and did it again, the song with, um, with Billy Swan's version. And it's, I hadn't listened to a Billy Swan album in a really long time. And it kind of reminded me of like, man, i kind of love that sort of, uh, I don't really even know what genre you would call that kind of like Leon Russell, y mm-hmm. Billy Swan kind of, I don't know, country pop. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, the, the record is, is, uh, I can help, which is probably his, I would assume is his biggest hit and just kind of one of those, uh, one of those artists that has sort of been forgotten uh, in time and only had a few albums, and now is just like a spent the last like thirty or forty years just being like a recording, a backing musician and whatnot. Uh, but I put on the album on Spotify, and it's so freaking good! It's so good, and it's just really hit the hit the spot. So I can help um, by Billy Swan, and the "Don't this. Be Cruel" Elvis cover is. Uh, incredible so freaking good so great use of that on on the show too which is awesome
1: you guys hear the country roads uh lana del rey cover? yeah man that yeah. was good west virginia I
0: always like a nice a nice cover song
1: oh yeah I so. i'm a sucker for him too what you got richard
2: yeah i'll do a movie from earlier this year we talked about it a little bit maybe we'll end up doing an episode on it, but i i watched it uh over the last couple weeks and 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 Really loved it. Loved actually about We talked about how bad it looked and then was was really good. And that's the Blackberry movie. Nice. So, um, nice. loved it. Thought it was great. So, so, uh, definitely a Richard movie, I would say probably, but I think, um, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And like randomly, like, uh, Glenn Howard from Always Sunny is unbelievable in it. Dude, it's he's like, like, <laughs> like best, should be definitely
1: not. best actor worthy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. He needs not get a campaign. They no, probably don't, don't have the budget location, for it, yet. but gosh. Yeah. I hope he's he, so
2: good. He should, that. man. That's what uh, maybe the best performance I've seen all year. Like yeah. seriously, it's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's amazing. <laughs> it so.
0: surprised me greatly too. Cause I felt like that trailer was awful. Yeah. His like his hair
2: deal, the ball right. cap
0: or whatever, whatever they were doing there did not work. Yeah. Great. It's like, was,
2: what's our, what's our guy that's in every movie? Corey. Uh, uh, oh, stalls. No, yeah. There what, you go. I think yeah. It. yeah, it's like yeah. was he not available? That's what I was thinking when I saw. Exactly, for once was he not available? That's certainly one of the most underrated movies. Of the year.
1: It's not really Great getting movie. getting talked about, but it's hard to have any complaints with that one. That one was excellent. um I'm going to recommend a TV show <laughs> that's on Lasso Plus, aka Apple TV, and it's this Godzilla show. You guys watching it? Monarch.
0: Not Haven't watching. started
1: it yet, but planning on it. I'm aware yeah. of it. It's uh, yeah, it's right out of uh, the, I guess, MonsterVerse cinematic universe, where which would be Godzilla vs. Kong, Godzilla <coughs> uh, Kong Skull Island. It's not not related to this one that's out right now uh, minus one, but yeah, it tells the, kind of the backstory of Monarch and some of the first. Muto encounters. It's got uh Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell playing the same character, which is cool. So they have these flashbacks and flash forwards, and it's the same story, uh, same guy. So that's now we got something that should be done more in in Hollywood is the son, father. (laughs) Yeah, if we're gonna have Nepo babies, at least
2: let them play the young versions of their famous, (laughs) right? (laughs) It makes
1: too much sense, it makes way too much sense. And uh, it's got Durs from Workaholics, so shout out to Durs. Uh, you guys would like this. It's it nice. feels, so, I mean, nice. production value is as good as the movies, so um, that's cool. Sh- it's cool to see that Apple has got money So
2: <laughs> they got iPhone like, money, Jerry Joan money, they're just blowing
1: money. Like, let's you know what? I love Godzilla, let's do that, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Let's do another season. <laughs> you can just see them all. It's literally just like if they like it, it gets they spend money on it. That's Kind of went for all mankind uh, got yeah. as many seasons as it did because no one was talking about it until like this year. Feels yeah. like so. Yeah,
0: kind of a slow build. To
1: it's kind of a hey, we think it, this is yeah. really good, so we're going to keep making it. So, uh, hopefully, yeah. they they make more of this Godzilla stuff. It it's uh, no spoilers, but it's got some Godzilla. So check it out, nice Monarch on really? on, a, on a, yeah, Monarch on Apple TV. Sweet. All right, that's uh. The holdovers. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you've thought of it on social media, email, however you want to. If you want to maybe gift a loved one, friend in your life, something special that's going to mean the world to them, how about a little subscription to the VIP club, you know, Mm. for the next year? Have them try it on for size, get download a bunch of episodes for their upcoming trips for 2024 for madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Get a little stock stuffer for the loved one in your life. Alright, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. See you at the same Hey baby, I hear the blues
2: are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged.